everybody, and welcome back to the Out to Be podcast. It's your host, Katie Zaccardi, and on today's episode, we are going to talk about how we can be confident in sales without being sleazy or manipulative. I want to talk about this really interesting story that my client brought to me and reflect on does shamelessly promoting or selling work? And if it works, why do we feel so icky when we're doing it or receiving it? And how can we distinguish when somebody is being genuine in sales or being manipulative? So this is like a very multifaceted episode because we're going to talk about it from all sides, from the person who's selling, from the person who's being sold to, um, from how we can approach sales, whether you are an artist or a coach or a music teacher from a place of confidence without being manipulative. And it's a really juicy topic that I think that we need to get into because as you guys know, I'm obsessed with talking about selling, launching, making money because my mission at its core is to help women in music get wealthy and build a successful, sustainable music career. So with that comes selling. It's just an inevitable part of it. If you want to promote your stuff, there's going to be an aspect of promotion and selling that comes with it. If you want to get yourself out there, it's part of the job. If you want to get more clients, you've got to build awareness. You've got to promote something. You've got to let people know you have a program they can join. Otherwise, they just won't know. And sure, you could not sell and hope that people go to your website and slowly trickle in, but that's just not really realistic if you're actually looking to build something at a broader scale. So I want to start this week's episode with a story from a conversation that I had with one of my clients. Now, before we get into this, there is one more thing that I feel I should mention, and that is that I do think that there is potentially a difference in how men and women market themselves in this industry, especially depending on their skill. And we're going to get into why through this story, because I think that there's some things in this story that can be sort of like predatory or manipulative because the selling in this case was coming from a man. Now, I'm also going to be overly self-aware in that this could just be my belief, my perception, my own uh precautions, I don't know what, what you would necessarily call it, um, like, uh, sin- like almost like cynicism <laughs> or um, just negative perception of this. And I might be placing that negative perception that is not justified. And I am going to try to cover this from all angles, like I said, but I am going to put that out there because here's what happened. My client shared with me when we were on a call that someone, a man, had reached out to her expressing how much he loved her music. I believe he reached out on Facebook and he messaged her saying, I I love your music. It's so good. Like, I really see this, uh, you know, going somewhere. He then proceeded to basically like name drop, you know, I've worked with these artists, like really high level artists. I can't remember the ones she said, and I don't want to misrepresent it, but she, he basically name dropped, you know, I've worked with all of these really big artists. I would love to work with you. We can get your songs on the radio. We can do this, right? So when she's telling me this, I get this like really bad gut feeling. <laughs> and it's my job to be supportive of my clients and to make sure that they feel confident in the decisions they're making. It's not my job to tell my clients, do not do this, do do this, you're wrong, you're right, whatever, right? I have to help them see the strategy uh, that works for them and help them make decisions and guide them. But at the end of the day, like it's not my choice to make and I could never do that. Regardless, though, of course, as I'm listening, I have a lot of skepticism come up and a lot of thoughts and questions about the situation, 
which led me down a deeper path of wondering about the bigger picture here. And we're going to go into that now and sort of look at this situation from all angles. So number one thing that this guy does is he reaches out and he compliments. Of course, that is a great way to get someone listening and schmoozed up and feeling good. And he definitely, that comment could have and probably was genuine. I, he really likes your music. You know, if you're reaching out to someone and you really like it, you're, it's really nice to say something. So, okay, he reaches out, he compliments her. Then he basically name drops. So he says that he worked with really good names and that on the service level makes him look credible. And this is something that we talk about in the coaching industry too, because you do want to build your authority, getting your clients results, working with big clients, you know, work, getting big deals or working big deals. That does get you credibility. It does get you authority and it does position you as the authority in your industry. So I can see how Name dropping is just a pretty normal thing to say when you're like, hey, we don't really know each other, but here's some of my background. I've worked with these people. You know, this is why you should trust me. But I also feel like it's kind of sleazy and manipulative, particularly in this case. So this is the first thing that I want to talk about, which is like, how do we build authority without being sleazy? We're going to circle back to that, though, because the second thing that I want to mention and that we'll touch on in this episode is that after that, he basically outright pitches himself. I can help you. Let's work together. I'm going to get you on radio, blah, blah, blah. Now, I think at this point, your perspective might change if he is saying, hey, I really love your stuff. I want to volunteer my time to work with you. However, I didn't get the impression that that's what was happening in this situation. I saw it more of a, hey, I'm really good. Pay me to do this work for you. And here's why I think it's a problem. It's so easy for him to just reach out and have people think that they've been seen or they've been discovered. When on one hand, it also feels like he's kind of preying on them, right? I mean, it was really easy for him to reach out. And I think that that confidence piece is something we should acknowledge because we want to bring confidence into ourselves. But it also feels like he could have been just going down a list of artists and just chunking out messages in order to get more clients. And that brought up this really interesting question, which was, what would it be like if coaches or teachers or even artists just went balls to the walls being like, hey, do you want to be my client? Hey, you want to work with me? Hey, you want to listen to my music? Generally speaking, we know that that doesn't work. If you're an artist and you DM your whole uh, following list or saying, hey, listen to my new song or pre-save my new single and there's no conversation, you know how I feel about that and I don't feel good. We don't like that. That is not a good strategy. Nobody likes to receive those messages. It's just not it's not a good thing. And if you're a coach or a teacher, the same thing goes. It feels really icky if you send out, or let's say you're an artist getting a message from a coach being like, hey, I saw that you do music. I would love to coach you on that. I've worked with these people and I think that we could really do good things together. Would you necessarily be like, oh my God, yes, thank you. Or would you be like, what are, what are you doing? Like, why are you reaching out to me when we've had no conversation and you know nothing about me saying that you want to coach me? Now, obviously, this guy, he's not coaching, right? He's in a different industry. He, I believe, was working in radio. And so it is a little bit different. However, I still feel that there is a line where it, there's a question and the, it becomes unclear. Is this real or is this fake? What's genuine? 
is it okay to have confidence that you just are reaching out to people and flaunting your stuff and, you know, going 10 for 10 or trying to just get as many clients as you want in this fashion? My gut instinct tells me no. Now, like I said, there's a few things going on here. The first thing that's worth mentioning is this sort of push and pull between the new industry and the old music industry. In the old music industry, there was a level of discovery, right? You could go out, perform in New York City at the bars, collaborate with your neighbors, you know, make music and perform at night and just kind of like hang out. And there would be an A&R in a bar and they would discover you and they would want to develop you as an artist. Now, that's really not the case. Most labels, most publishers, they want to see that you are already pretty developed. They want to see that you already have a following, that you're already bringing people out to shows. They want to see that you've been able to gain traction on your own. There's not as much discovery through live performances. Everything is like online now. And things are just pretty different. Now, that's not to say that discovery is not happening because, yeah, it is. But at what level do we just trust someone coming across us and saying, hey, I really like you. Let me help you out. Again, I know this sounds super cynical and each situation is going to be different, but it's my job to make sure that I'm an emp- empowering, particularly my my clients who are women or women identifying to protect themselves and to not be taken advantage of. Now, I'm not suggesting that is or isn't what would or would have happened in this particular situation. I'm just using this situation as an example and as a catalyst to have this conversation. So if you're feeling a little freaked out right now, it's okay. Take a deep breath. I'm not saying that everyone who reaches out to you is fake, insincere, or not trying to build a genuine relationship or genuinely work with you. However, I am saying that if someone reaches out to you out of the blue without any prior conversation, and if they come in and immediately try to build their authority with just big names to make them look good, and if they're wooing you a little bit and then basically saying that you should pay them for something, have skepticism, have boundaries, Ask for more information, ask for validation, ask for them to even maybe do something for free so that you can get a feel or, you know, do a proposal for free so that you can get a feel for how they would work with you. Don't just take everything at face value. Use your gut instinct. Use your discretion. Discretion is incredibly important here and you need to know that not every situation is going to be the same for good and for bad, right? Like not every situation is going to be bad. And I want to stress that here because I know I'm making it sound like it is, but it's not. But not every situation is going to be the godsend that you think you're hoping for, right? So it's really, really important to use your discretion. Now, that being said, I want to dive into the two big pieces here. Building authority and reaching out and really like expanding your reach. Because this guy did that. And the, the second part of it also comes down to like bringing confidence into your promotion. Because again, this guy did that. Whether he was authentic or not, he came across with confidence and that is what made everyone who was in the situation think, hmm, sounds like a good opportunity. Sounds like you're being discovered. Sounds like it could really get you far. Whether that's the reality or not, it doesn't matter because the way that he framed his pitch, even though I think it was manipulative in his specific case, had elements that we can learn from and take from. 
And the main element is confidence and authority. So let's talk about the authority piece. Authority is something that you want to have in your content. Whether you are an artist, a coach, or a music teacher, you need to show that you have authority and credibility in your field in order for people to trust you and take you seriously. Especially if you're getting ready to sell something like launching a Patreon, a coaching program, or a teaching program. So how do we build authority? Well, in my opinion, credibility and authority doesn't just come from a quick message uh, by name dropping. Again, that's why I think this was a little bit sleazy the way this guy did it. And if you're in a situation like this, like we're talking about right now, be sure to ask for more information, not just about the names he's worked with, but what he's done with those people, results from his campaigns, and any other case studies or, like I said, proposals that he can share with you to further really lock that in and make sure he's not just kind of like clout chasing or writing, writing on clout. So, but from your perspective, when you are building authority in your own person as an artist, as a coach, etc., Here's what you need to focus on, both on your website and consistently in your social media content. You need to be sharing your story of how you got where you are, results that you've gotten for clients. So let's say you are a coach, you're going to be constantly posting, uh, not constantly like an overwhelming, but like consistently posting client testimonials, client stories, client wins, um, you know, telling stories about how your client did this to paint a picture storytelling is really important here whether you're sharing your own story or client story we want to paint the picture of transformations so focusing on transformations transformational posts as well as um you can name drop in the sense that you are talking about maybe you studied at this specific thing or you worked at this specific place or this is how you learned X piece of information. Well, you want to make that known. You know, I might say when I studied at NYU, I did this class where I learned or I did this internship in the past or when I worked in music publishing, this is what I did there and this is what I experienced there and that's how I know this. You know, when I worked with Women Crush Music, I was dealing with people trying to book gigs and trying to get gigs and so that's where a lot of my input and opinion on how you should go about that comes from. And as an indie artist, I did this, right? So you are setting the picture up. You are letting people know that you have credibility, that you've been in the industry, that you've experienced things in whatever way that means for you. If you're an artist, maybe you produce. You're going to, again, share your produ- production wins. Maybe you're a songwriter, sharing your songwriter wins. Like, you don't have to have this big, long saga um, or, like, 2,000 years of experience in order to have authority or credibility. And while as a coach or a teacher, it might sound a little bit more straightforward because you can share your own experience as well as your client's experiences. As an artist, you might be thinking, I don't have clients. I can't share that. So how do I create authority or credibility? Well, that's by really just showing up as the artist. Share yourself in the studio. Share that you're working on songs. You know, if you're doing co-writes, share it. Like, let us see and know that you are taking your job seriously. And it doesn't mean you have to be a serious person. You can be a fun person. But we want to know that you are in it. Think about the artists or songwriters or producers that you idolize and that you look up to and that you like following on social media. Well, what are they doing? You know, I'm thinking of Charlie Puth in particular right now. On TikTok, he will often share a day in his life 
That'll involve going to his studio and producing something. He'll share him in his studio. And even if he's messing around in his studio, we see the studio. We see the instruments. We see... Now, obviously, Charlie Puth, he has radio hits. Like, we see that credibility elsewhere. But even still, this is where we can take and start to implement into our own um, platforms and social media content because we are showing people... I'm in the studio, I'm a musician, I'm writing the song, you know, do the songwriting challenge. People get it. People are going to start to take us seriously, see you as an authority in your specific position. So authority is really important and it's not something that you should be doing in a one drop text message or DM. It's something that you need to be building over time. Names are helpful, but they're not enough. You need to make sure that you're actually getting results in whatever you're doing, that you are consistently writing and performing if you're an artist, that you are getting results for your clients as a coach. If not, don't freaking be a clout chaser. Don't just like, don't be a, a snake oil salesman. You have to actually be taking your job seriously and doing your job well first and foremost before you can, uh, you know, act like you're something that you're not. Because ultimately, if you try to sell people or get people in on an authority, quote unquote, that isn't actually there because you don't have the experience or knowledge to back that up, then it doesn't mean anything. So focus on really getting good on what you do As you get good at what you do, share it with us, you know, build that authority as you go. And when you are positioning your authority and positioning your credibility, don't freaking, this makes me mad. Like, don't do it on the the backbones of other people. Like, don't freaking build a, a people pyramid and stand at the top and say, hey, I can help you because of all these people below me who I'm just standing on top of their names. Don't do that. Don't do that. It's fake. It's manipulative. It's stupid. It's stupid because it doesn't actually say anything about you or your skills. And at the end of the day, it makes me mad because I honestly feel that it is just a tactic that old white men use to get ahead in the industry. And I'm so sick and tired of it. And I think that if we want that to stop, we have to stop it. So I apologize for getting really fired up about this right now, but I want to get this point across because it might not even seem inherently bad and you literally might just be like, well, they're doing it, so why shouldn't I? Touche. I see your point. But at the end of the day, this is manipulative and if you want to be manipulative, fine, go for it. But if you don't, stop this. Stop doing this. Don't do it. Don't get in the habit of doing it. Call people out when they're doing it. Ask for actual results, not just names, okay? That's what I have to say on that. Now let's talk about confidence. We're going to shift gears for a second and talk about confidence because like I said, the other part of what this guy did is he came out shamelessly, basically shamelessly. And I know that we say that the word like I'm going to shamelessly promote here is interesting because a lot of times when people are quote unquote shamelessly promoting, they're not like they're just genuinely sharing something. But this guy had kind of an edge of shamelessly promoting in that with so much confidence, he just went up, DM this person and said, you should work with me. And so, you know, we could probably have an argument or a debate if this qualifies as shameless promo or not. That's not really the point. The point is that he had the confidence to go in and say whether or not this is actually true or not to go in and say, I know I'm a big shot. I know I'm worth it. I know you should pay me for this. I know you should work with me. Do you want to do it? Right? He went right in and he just pitched himself. (laughs) And like, he didn't wait to build a relationship. He didn't wait to do anything. He just went in and pitched himself. 
going off of that, you know, credibility and saying that he could help. And you will know if you've listened to any, especially even the episodes this year in 2021 so far, but really any past episodes, I don't recommend that because generally speaking, especially if you are a coach or and you're trying to get clients or a teacher trying to get students, that doesn't really go well because people want to have some sort of relationship with you beforehand. And whether you are the coach or the client, whether you are the artist or the industry professional, I think that relationships are important. And I'm not saying you have to be talking with someone for three years before you start to work with them. Referrals are great. You know, following someone on social media, even just for a few days to really get to know them, checking out any or talking to any people that you might have mutual friends, etc. These are all ways that you can build a relationship. Of course, following someone on social media or their email list for you know, several weeks, months, years is going to build a relationship inherently. But there are other ways to do it rather quickly. And there are other ways to feel confident and safe with that person quickly. That's not just taking years to like network and build. However, I do think that in sales and just again, in being a confident and uh, aligned and salesperson with integrity, I don't even like the word salesperson because I That has bad connotations. So let's just say a person who is promoting their offers as a musician, artist, or coach, it is important to be a person who is coming from a place of integrity. But integrity doesn't mean that you lack confidence. Integrity doesn't mean that you just sit back and hope it all works out. Integrity doesn't mean that you don't ever be forward when it's appropriate, right? Integrity doesn't mean that you don't let people know what it is you do and how you help people. Integrity doesn't mean that you are a pushover. (laughs) It doesn't mean that you don't have confidence because we need to have confidence in sales. And I have to be honest with you, the big question that came up is what difference would it make What difference would it make in my life, in my client's life, in anybody's life, if we just showed up with the confidence of this guy? What difference would it make if I showed up every single day? Well, I personally think I do show up with confidence every single day. (laughs) But, you know, sometimes it wavers. I'm not perfect. Nobody's perfect. And I want you to ask yourself the same question, though. What difference would it show up if I showed up on social media to my email list, to my collaborations, etc. every single day with shameless confidence, with the ability to trust yourself, with this idea that you are exactly where you are meant to be. People deserve to work with you. You are a hotshot. You are amazing. You get results. You do your job so well. People should be honored to work with you. I honestly think that that is an attitude that is worth cultivating and is necessary to cultivate in order to have thick skin in this game and in order to not be afraid to put yourself out there. Now, again, there is a difference between shamelessly promoting, promoting in a manipulative way, you know, bullying leads into working with you. There is a difference between that and showing up with confidence in integrity. Having confidence does not mean that you are manipulative. And I want to put that out there now because I I think that it's almost gotten a bad name, you know? Oh, the sleazy sales guy. He's so confident and he's so smooth with his words that he just like, I just buy the thing and then I regret it when I get home. We don't want that. But confidence doesn't have to mean 
that. Confidence can just mean that you are showing up all in, completely heart-centered, in full alignment with what you do, knowing that you are showing up at your best, that you are getting the results for yourself or for your clients, and that you are living your life fully in integrity with yourself and that every single day you are continuing to grow and make progress towards the goals that you are working towards. That type of confidence exudes through any social media or email list and that is what will draw people to want to work with you. And taking that even into DM conversations or networking is not being afraid to share who you are and what you do. Now, it's not, again, shamelessly promoing it or immediately going for the sales pitch, but it is sharing what you do and how you help people. It is sharing tips with confidence and without scarcity. You know, it is sharing your experience or sharing a little bit of your song or sharing a little bit of, uh, you know, education of how people can grow in whatever field you're teaching in, for instance. Sharing that without worrying, oh, but but it's not behind a paywall or but I have to sell people or I won't get results for them if I don't, you know, pitch it first and I have to just constantly go to the pitch. That shit doesn't work. This is about building trust and showing up with confidence in yourself and in what you have to offer. When you do those two things in a way that comes from truly being aligned and heart-centered and without being manipulative or confused or whatever it is, that is when you will truly get results. Now, the thing that sucks about this whole example is that this guy who showed up in what I perceive to be a more so sleazy and manipulative way, he probably also gets results. But do those relationships end up being ones that are long-lasting and that the client that he ends up working with feels really good about? I don't know. I can't say for sure. All I know is that I know how I like to be sold to and I know how I like to build relationships and I know how I like to sell. And I don't like to sell in a way that feels pushy for people or that makes people second guess or that makes people feel uncomfortable. Personally, that's how I felt by this guy, even though I wasn't even directly in the situation. It was simply just in hearing the story. I got a really bad gut feeling And that's not something that I want to create or cultivate in my business. And that's not something that I want to feed into either. And that's why I say, again, to just kind of wrap this up and bring it full circle. When you are selling, sell from a place of integrity and confidence. And when you are being sold to, make sure that you are using your discretion and that you are trusting your gut instinct to decide, do I trust this person? Do I need more information from this person? And what can I do to make sure that I am protected and I am feeling really safe and secure in this relationship? Not everything that you invest in or not every relationship you build will end up working out exactly the way you thought it was. And we can't predict everything, but we can do our due diligence to just make sure that we are feeling really confident and we are getting back in touch with our intuition as we go to make decisions like this. Decisions that both include selling and, you know, being sold to or or taking the sale or whatever you want to call it. So I really, really want to hear your guys' feedback on this. 
This episode was a little bit rant, a little bit educational, a little bit perspective on the industry in general. And that being said, I think that this is a discussion, not just a solo episode. This is a discussion that needs to be had. So I'm going to post, as we always do on the Out to Be Podcast Instagram, at Out to Be Podcast, with the graphic and show notes for today's episode. And I would absolutely love it if you guys would head over there, comment your thoughts and opinions on this week's episode, how it resonated with you, anything that's coming to mind, or Even if you disagree with anything I said, share it there and let's talk about it. And you're more than welcome to bring this to your stories as well or DM me, but I really, really want to hear from you all and see how this landed because I do think there's a lot here to dig into and I just, as I said at the beginning, want to make sure that my clients feel safe and protected and that we're not letting old white dudes, quite frankly, and old is subjective, but whatever, (laughs) feel entitled to you or to your music or to working with you. And I know that sounds harsh and I'm not saying it's all white men. I'm just saying that seems to be the trend that I see in the industry. And again, correct me if I'm wrong. Like come at me if you think that that's totally not true. But as a white woman, this is my perception. I feel really protective over this because I don't want my other women identifying clients to ever be manipulated. And with the amount of uh, honestly, just like sexism and sexual harassment we've seen in the industry in the past, I tend to get very defensive about this stuff. And I'm not suggesting that this situation equates sexual harassment, but I do think that we need to be on guard and really in touch with our intuition to discern if a situation is manipulative in any type of way or is you know, if a person is taking advantage of you in any type of way. And of course, any person can do that. I mean, a woman could do it to a woman if they're higher up and they want to. However, it's up to you to decide. And I'm just calling it as I see it right now. So this is a little ballsy of an episode and this is kind of ballsy of me to say I'm here to ruffle feathers. I don't care. This is my experience and my perspective as a white woman in the music industry. Let me know what yours is on Instagram. I want to hear it. I want to have this discussion. And otherwise, I will talk to you all next week. Thank you so much for listening to the Out To Be podcast. If you like this episode, be sure to share it with a friend. And if you haven't already, rate and review it on Apple iTunes or wherever you listen to podcasts. That really helps us spread the message and get this podcast out to even more women in music. For more information on coaching services, head to katiezacardi.com. See you next week.